Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. Welcome back to episode 22 of Let It Grow Investing. Thank you for stopping back in. Uh, This one will be coming out Monday morning, the 18th. Uh, And, uh, you know, a lot of different stuff going on in the market. It's been uh, back and forth, but we've had some some positive days here with some positive news. Uh, some other things that came in a little little bit sideways, and we're we're gonna go over all that that's going on in the market. But uh, you know, as always, I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing to the podcast, and uh, you know, if you do want to support the channel and help us out a little bit. Uh, there is a uh, link on the anchor.fm slash let it grow for a monthly contribution for as little as 99 cents. So that is on there also. Uh, but so we've got uh, a couple different things going on. Uh, we had the CPI, the consumer product index come out. Uh, it was a bit higher than anticipated. Uh, it was pretty much in line with the uh, August numbers. And, uh, you know, it went from 5.3% inflation year over year from August to August to September's read was 5.4%. Um, you know, and that might not sound like a lot, uh, but really what it shows is that the, the Fed, when they said inflation was going to be transitory, it was going to be turning uh, back down. A lot of people thought by this time. Uh, we'd be seeing that inflation go back down. But with the uh, with the Delta variant, with some different stuff going on and still having those shortages every which place we look, um, those numbers are still running a bit hot. So we're, we're still waiting uh, to see that inflection point to where it turns and we come back down in inflation back to a reasonable level. Um, you know, we haven't seen it yet. So in the, the food Shelter and energy is still amongst the uh, the highest gainers, uh, you know. So that's uh, that's kind of what we're seeing out there. It's still uh, inflation is still on the run a bit, so we're trying to get that under control. Uh, but like I said, five point four versus five point three, not you know make or break. We're just waiting for that inflection point to where it drops, and we haven't seen that, so you know we're we're still kind of. Uh, kind of in limbo in that sense, but uh, you know the Dow and the the S and P um, has been reacting pretty well. We've had some some positive days here, and uh, you know my accounts are looking pretty good here. Uh, the Dow is up 531 points as I'm uh, recording this. The Nasdaq is up 251. You know we're at 14.8, which is uh, back up. You know close to those all-time highs. We're getting a little bit closer day by day here. And, uh, you know, we're really just trying to make make sense of what uh, is going on out there. But another thing I did want to point out for those that are on uh, Social Security, uh, the cost of living adjustment has gone up this year. So you will be seeing extra money in your Social Security checks 
to the tune of about 5.9% for adjusted inflation. Uh, so now those checks will be higher. Um, you know, taxes for those in the in the working class will be higher as well. They're going to represent that increase. But uh, also, I wanted to point out that you know, if you've been in a job for a while and you you know you haven't really seen a raise, um, you know, you have to at least get that five point nine percent to uh, compete with inflation. So. If you get a 2% raise, you're still under that inflation gain. So yeah, it's 2% 2 more, but hopefully, you know, if you can fight for a raise right now, hopefully it's above that 5.9%. Uh, otherwise, you're, you're making less money than what it cost you this time last year. So, um, and with all the different jobs out there, hopefully employers are, are taking care of their employees and uh, adjusting their wages for the people that have stuck with the company for uh, throughout the pandemic or been there for a long time, you know, hopefully they can take care of you uh, in that regard and uh, reward the fact that you've been working with them throughout the pandemic. But, you know, there are tons of different jobs that are hiring as well. And that's a lot of the reason why I think we're seeing some of the people not come back to work to the same job. And, you know, that's creating more further delays and, and problems every which way we look. So hopefully you, uh, can get a raise that that reflects this inflation increase that we're seeing. It's uh, it's certainly one that uh, is is a big deal. You know, it's a you know normally we're around two percent, so right now we're we're almost triple, and uh, you know we're we're not done. So that's part of the problem. Also, is that we're we're still on the rise, and we haven't seen that point break down to where we know if inflation is going to stop sooner or gonna you know kind of trail off into 2022 we'll we'll see where it stops hopefully we can keep an eye on the cpi and uh and get a a general sense of where we go from here but uh you know i did want to also touch on uh you know sofi we we talked about it last time and uh, i wanted to point out that they do not have that bank charter they work through uh the partner banks to have their, their credit card and their lending and to be insured uh, by the FDIC. And uh, that that's how they operate right now. But like I said, they did buy a smaller bank. They applied for that bank charter. They're currently working to get that. And uh, I think once they do and they have more stuff in-house, more services in-house, they will see some, some positive catalysts. We'll see that price go up. And uh, they have gone up significantly uh, since I was recommending them, you know, probably a month ago, they were in the in the fourteen dollar range, uh, and now we're we're knocking on the door of of twenty bucks. So I'm really um, excited to see what this company does. It is more of a, it's not a speculation play for me. It's more of a growth play for me, and that's kind of how I have the position set up in in my portfolio is as a um, growth position. So it's not a core position for me. It's not one of those four or 5% uh, positions, but you know, it's probably more around 2% of my overall portfolio in my brokerage portfolio. Uh, so, you know, size those, um, your, your positions with what you've got going on in, uh, in your portfolio and make it work for you. 
And, you know, like I said before, I've, I've talked about it a few episodes back was, um, you know, you don't really necessarily want to chase one of these positions. Um, so I wouldn't say, you know, go in heavy on a position here. At least for me, I would not. If it's something you want to do and you really see this thing going to 30 bucks um, sooner than later, I, I would say, you know, tiptoe into it. That's how I kind of look at a name like this after a 20, 30% run in a month. You know, you've got to be mindful that it can come back down 15, 20% really quickly. Because uh, I'm looking at the one month. We're, we're right at the high right now. We're at 1955. And, you know, just back in uh, on September 15th, we we're at 1545. Uh, and then we actually dropped a week later to 1450. So that run in a month is it's a big gain. But, uh, you know, I definitely think if it, if it cools back down into the 17 price point, it, it's going to get bought up very quickly. And, uh, you know, we've, we've definitely seen a heavy bit of buying here in the past couple days. So, you know, if you are a buyer here and you want to get in before 20, I'd say buy maybe a quarter of your position. And what do I mean by a quarter of your position? Say you wanted $2,000 in SoFi stock. That's your, your size that you want to build a position out. Maybe buy in uh, in tranches of like six hundred and fifty to seven hundred dollars over the next three months or over you know the next uh, three quarters. So you buy you know a little bit now, a little bit closer to November, December, and a little bit in in January to build your position up, and that way your your dollar cost averaging into a name like this after a run like this, you know it, it may still run higher. Um, but you know, when, when it, if it doesn't, uh, I'd hate to see people get burned and get emotional about a name when, uh, you buy at that 1950, $20 level, and then say it drops back down to 16. And then you think you're getting burned on this name. I want you to know that there's, there's growth here. Long-term, I do see a, a lot of upside, but also it's a volatile name, uh, with a lot of the news coming out and, you know, they, they really haven't been out a long time. The PE isn't there yet. They're not making money. They've got growth like crazy, but it's something that you might want to just kind of tread lightly. And, uh, you know, if, if you got, say, another bank in your portfolio, say Bank of America, JP Morgan, that, you know, that position you've got, say, I don't know, $7,000 in Bank of America, this, this could be maybe half of that size in your portfolio. So if you got seven in Bank of America, maybe three to 3,500 in SoFi is a way that I would look at doing a more growth speculative name. Um, you know, and should SoFi go 10x, you take your, your 3,500 and you take it and, and let it grow to that $35,000 position. And, uh, you know, that's possible in the next 10 years with a growth name like this. So, just kind of tread lightly, make sure you know what you're getting into. And, uh, you know, I also wanted to point out that give me three reasons as to why you want to buy a stock, right? And for me, the it, it can be a, a combination of different things. It can be, you know, I really like the fintech space, the financial technology, uh, the digital 
uh, banking type play. This is, seems to be an industry leader. Um, you know, it's got great growth uh, numbers. It's got, you know, a number of different things. You like the management, you like the, you know, their structure. You really like the application that you're, they're using. Um, it can be a number of different things as to why you really want to buy any stock. But uh, make sure you have three reasons. Make sure if someone is um, asking you, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really interested or, you know, why did you want to buy SoFi? Make sure you can defend that position. And that also takes some of the emotion out of it, you know, because if you buy at 19 and it goes down to 16, you might say, why did I buy this? But if you have it written down, I bought SoFi for these three reasons. Um, you can look back and say, uh, I, I really like the, the fintech play. I really think that it's the future. The uh, you know college loan problem and having all the millennials that are going to be using an, a, a service like this. Um, you, you have a reason as to why you bought it and you have a thesis as to why you're in this name. And that way, when something doesn't trend your way that given day or week, you can look back and say, hey, has anything of these three rules, have they changed? And if they haven't, you know, maybe it's a time to buy more when it drops to 16. But if you have no basis as to why you bought it at 20, you often don't know why you, what to do if it comes down to 16. So any, any stock that you're buying, know the three reasons of why you're buying it. And that will certainly help you know um, what to do with it when things go wrong. And, uh, you know, it could be a dividend also, uh, you know, say you're in a dividend name like Bank of America that, you know, gives you a two or 3%. Um, you know, make sure that dividend is safe. Make sure, you know, that the, they're bringing in enough cash to pay the dividend. Look at your payout ratios. Look at all these different things and compile a reason as to why you're buying these names. And if, you know, you bought AT&T for the dividend, you know, you know, it's a 7% dividend right now, something like that. And then if you don't know that it's going to be cut when they do the merger here in a few months, that's also, you know, not beneficial to you. You need to know what, you know, how much debt they have, that they are in a lot of debt, that they're having a, a merger that this dividend is going to be cut to about half of what it currently is when that merger goes through and what the future of AT&T looks like post-merger. So you can't just say, oh yeah, well, it's got a 7% dividend, but you also need to know where that dividend's going, how safe it is, things like that. So if you have three points, make sure you understand them and uh, do a little bit more research as to what you're buying uh, certainly don't don't use my word as to, oh, I like this name or, you know, some analyst said so that it's a great buy or a buddy bought it and he's doing great on it uh, or, or she's doing great on it any which way. So just because they bought it or if I bought it and I'm up 200 percent on a name, that doesn't mean that it's going to repeat and go up another 200 percent. Chances are if you had that big of a run, it's probably going to pull back or you know, even give back a lot of those gains that uh, that I may have had or someone else may have had, you know, that run may be done. They they may have a, a big product or that was released and now it's old news or they might have lost a patent. 
Just understand what you're buying. You don't necessarily have to understand or be a user of that company, but at least take a look on their website, you know, do some looking around, see, you know, the industry that they're in, if they're a leader, um, just, just basically do your own due diligence on the names that you're looking to buy. And just because I'm talking about SoFi now doesn't mean that it is a buy. It's a name that I like. It's a name that I think will do good going in the future. But, you know, after, like I said, after a run like this, I might've caught this 20%, 30% run up and it looks great for me, but I'm, I'm not saying right here, right now is the time to buy because you might buy it and, and have an opposite uh, outcome in the short term. Long term, I, I don't really think we're going to be, um, you know, remiss to, to buy now versus, if, you know, if you're a long-term buyer, if you're a short-term trader, um, you know, I don't know how much, how much heat this run has to keep going up, but like I said, long-term, I, I think it's okay, but I'd still buy little by little and, uh, kind of tiptoe my way into it. So long story short, don't chase a run. Um, you know, sometimes you can, you can nibble here and there, but don't chase a big run up like this. Um, cause oftentimes they're going to fizzle out for you. Make sure you've got three reasons as to why you're buying it and be able to defend your decision either to yourself or to, to anyone that should ask you, Hey, you know, why did you buy Qualcomm or why did you buy Caterpillar? Tell them, Hey, look, you know, I looked into the company and these are three reasons that I saw when I was looking as to why I decided to buy, um, and that way, you know where you're going with it when, you know, either something good or something bad happens. So take those uh, pieces of information and try to work that into your plan when you're making a decision on whether to buy, sell, or hold any individual. So I had mentioned earlier that my uh, my crypto portfolio had been doing pretty well um, over the past couple of days. And, uh, you know... One of the things that I've been watching is uh, these ETFs come out or ETF uh, applications come out. And uh, Kathy Wood at ARK Invest, is, uh, she filed for a new Bitcoin ETF, filed under the name of ARKB. Uh, ARKB is going to be the ticker. That's what she's trying to create. And uh, they postponed last week to approve the first Bitcoin ETF. Uh, there are now nine uh, banks or hedge funds that have up applied to have a Bitcoin or crypto ETF. And, uh, you know, we are seeing a big run up on, uh, on Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum. And some of the other big names, um, I'm going to take a look here on CoinMarketCap and see what's going on out there. And, um, you know, the, these names have run up pretty pretty heavy over the past uh, couple weeks. Bitcoin is currently, you know, 57,865. And, uh, you know, it, it has pulled up a, from the low 50s in the past couple weeks here. You know, I'm looking at a one month chart, um, you know, se beginning of September, well, end of September, 930, we were at 40, 43,000. So we're up over uh, 13,000 in about what, two weeks. 
So when we look at it like that, that is a massive run uh, from after some of these fears with China and the miners getting shut down over there. And then that, you know, everyone kind of got over that noise again of, uh, you know, the 15th time that China's banned Bitcoin, you know, oh, well, and uh, I guess more Bitcoin for us. And then we had the U.S. come out and say they have no reason to ban Bitcoin or Ethereum. And then we see all this other news about these big banks trying to apply for a Bitcoin ETF, uh, which I still think will further um, take the price of Bitcoin. I, I wouldn't be, you know, amazed at all if I saw 100,000 Bitcoin by the end of next year. I, I would not be surprised in the least if these ETFs go through. And why is that? Um, you know, it makes it easier for the people who don't want to start a crypto account. Um, you know, you don't want your crypto to get hacked. You don't want to lose your keys. You don't want to have any of those problems. Now you can just buy the ETF and uh, hold that ETF in your brokerage account or in your in your IRA. If you could hold raw, uh, a Roth IRA that has Bitcoin and not pay taxes on Bitcoin, Man, I, I definitely think we could double, triple up even from here um, without any problem. Uh, I think people will be loading their, their IRAs with, you know, 20, 30% of a Bitcoin or a crypto ETF. No problem to have uh, tax-free gains on, uh, on crypto. Um, so I definitely see more upside, uh, you know, my crypto portfolio uh, took that big hit with all these... Uh, downturn but now i'm i'm back up to my all-time highs and uh that's without cardano really doing so well and uh, i think some of the reason that bitcoin and, and ethereum are running up higher versus some of the altcoins is uh like i said more people are going to adopt a, a bitcoin ethereum etf and we'll see um cardano was also kind of getting Speed up a little bit on the um, their proof of uh, stake platform now that people can build the different apps on their DeFi apps and, uh, you know, decentralized finance to where different things can take place on the, uh, the platform without um, some of the different uh, problems that they were having from proof of work. And, uh, you know, you can have more things going on there that are going to help the platform. The rollout, I think, has been a bit slower than what some of the bears had thought it was going to be. Some of those people who were negative on uh, Cardano, um, it, it's a bit slower to, to really unravel. Um, but, you know, we're going from nothing to something, and the something is happening. It just might not be as quick as what some of the people thought it was going to be. So again, more noise. Some people have sold. I still think, you know, it's held very, very steady in that 210 to 230 range for a few weeks now. And uh, let's actually take a look while I'm on coinmarketcap.com. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at a month, uh, we were up near 250 uh about a month ago 915 but then since 919 we have not really broken the 236 down to 
you know, we, we did see around $2 on the 22nd, but then since then we've been more range bound from, from 230, 228 to 210, 208 roughly. So it's been really range bound for a crypto that, that is not a big swing at all. And, um, I definitely think someone's going to be loading the boat here soon on this one as the other big names uh, move up. I think some of that money is going to roll out of Bitcoin or Ethereum and they're going to swap into some of the altcoins for more gains. I've, I've seen that trend play out time and time again to where people take that money and sell those coins and then roll into these other more volatile names to capture more of the gains after their Ethereum or their Bitcoin runs. Then they they trade it and they they take the coin and and are able to buy more Cardano. Um, so I expect to see more of these altcoins or smaller coins running up heavily when uh, when some of this happens. And uh, I'm definitely watching it. I did go ahead and purchase some more Cardano. Uh, I purchased some more uh, Uni as well. So I'm holding more of those tokens. Uh, still own the V Chain Poly. Um, what else do we own? I even bought 60 bucks worth big spender of Shiba, uh, which is kind of funny to me because I think it's a complete joke, but I had 60 bucks sitting in my, uh, crypto.com account. So I went ahead and bought it 60 bucks worth. And now it's worth like $230 in like three weeks. So, uh, I guess I could have bought more. Oh, well, um, so it was a complete joke. It's not something I normally do, but I had 60 bucks staring at me in that in that account. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll buy 7 million Shiba Inu coins. And uh, it was a quick triple for me. So um, I'll hold on to those gains. I'll, I'll probably see where it runs. If it, if it gets much higher, I'll probably sell off a good bit of it and just to, just to sell it and uh, maybe top up my crypto.com card for a trip coming up. And uh, yeah, we'll see what goes on from there. But I'm still watching the uh, the crypto space. And uh, like I said, I'm adding to some of the altcoins on what I think is going to be a breakout run here soon. Uh, as some of these coins have consolidated into that range bound kind of feeling, I really think we're going to get a solid pop here soon as uh, some of these the, the big coins, um, you know, as they appreciate a bit more. I, I think we're going to see a bit of selling pressure. And then some of that money hopefully runs into these altcoins, like I said. So that's what I got for you for today. Um, you know, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, and if you're looking to start one of these accounts, either crypto or a stock portfolio, I've got the links in the description. And, uh, you know, feel free to reach out with any questions on the Facebook group. And uh, I'd love to be able to come on here and talk about some of the questions that we all have and uh, answer something for you guys that you really have on your mind. Uh, so feel free to reach out on there and uh, take care and have a good one. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.